Okay, thank you all for joining today for another weekly contributor call. So we will go around and just give an update about anything we've been working on or anything you want to talk about. Um, if you don't have anything to say, you can just pass, no big deal. So I'll start. Um, over the past week, I have implemented, I've been working on the session management, actually implementing the, like the plan and pseudocode that Rishav has, has put together. And most of the server-side code is complete now for the essential method. So we have the essential method and the advanced method. The advanced method will like come a bit later probably. Um, so we're getting the essential method working first. And most of the server code is there. I have some basic tests. So you can actually log in from a, like a mutation, a query or a mutation. You can create a new session and a cookie is set. Um, and the cookie should be read and stuff. So I still need to test it in like actual app. Um, so that's one of the next steps to, to test that. And then we still need to add the front end um, code like into our, our RPC code on the client to um, like set the public data into local storage and then have a, a hook that provides that session data anywhere in your app. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited. It's, it's going good. It's, it's really not that much code. <laughs> so it's, it's cool. Um, the kind of the big question mark still for me is um, just like how to polish the integration, like how to make a really nice uh, experience with, with the integration and like configuration. Um, because like one of the, I guess one of the big things is database access. So you provide a configuration object that has like a get session, get all sessions, create session, update session, delete session, and then you can manually store those in like your same database or in Redis or like anywhere you want. And so you have that the hook. And so you just need to make sure that's kind of nice and intuitive. Um, so this is, so over the next week, I, I should have, I would think with, Within a week, we should have something, have the basic session management like released, even if we're not. Um, so there's there's the basis basic session management, which is like, the, it's like you still have to do the identity verification, and like hashing a password or whatever. Um, so I still need to do all of that code, um, which is not that much, but it's like just kind of figuring out the best way to do it, and that's the that's the code that will go into an installer. Um, and, and then I also need to figure out how to do integration with OAuth, whether we can use like passport strategies. And so there's kind of, you know, still a bit, still quite a bit more to, to figure out. But should within a, a week, we should be able to have the session management probably done and released or, or mostly there, maybe like a behind the feature flag or like just quietly <laughs> in the release so <laughs> a few people can uh, start testing with and then another week or two we can have like full-blown documentation for like how to do auth so should be fun sounds Yay. awesome that's awesome yeah
all I have. Any uh, questions, comments on auth? Nothing immediately. I would say uh, my my gut reaction about like figuring out where to make where to make stuff pluggable and how to, you know, how to best what wh what are the right hooks to integrate this kind of stuff, and especially if we're planning on letting them swap swap it out with a different auth provider. Um, it's like kind of same thing we're doing with Prisma and the model generation. It's just like don't don't worry too much about that right now, and then. Uh, you know, once once it's fully done and we like know what know what the end result looks like, we can kind of work our work our way backwards from there. Yeah. Because uh, yeah. I, I struggle a lot with that with the model generation as well. It's just like it's hard to it's hard to visualize what hooks you're going to need until they're already written. Um, and then it's like you know once it's there, it's pretty easy to work backwards until like all right, well okay, here's the obvious points of integration. Yeah, I'm feel, feeling the same way about plugins. So I, I feel like we just keep learning more and more about what a plugin needs to be able to do. And like one thing that I've, I can see now, I think uh, like for OAuth, cause you need a callback endpoint, API endpoint. Um, and a plugin could add that route automatically without the user having to manually add that. Right. So that would be really cool. Something else I hadn't thought about would be cool. So yeah, yeah once, I think once authors, is wrapped up, I think definitely ready for a plug-in for that. Yeah. yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think that's like once the, um, once I make a little more progress on the recipes and we have those into like a, not, maybe not where we want it to be, but at least like a good enough state, then I think that's like, that's probably the next next big thing to work on is, is trying to figure out our plug-in architecture. Yep. Do you think the passport integration will be dependent on the plugin stuff? Um, no. So the, the well, I, I there's probably going to be some. I, I think nothing is blocked by plugins, at least that I've seen so far. Like it can be done manually. It might be a little bit clunky or like ugly, um, but I think it can be done. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I think now that we have middleware in there, like, makes things a lot easier. Even if, even if, like, even if V1 of, of plugins is just installers that write middlewares, like, that's, you know, that, that's a fine V1, and then we can start to, to make it a little more sophisticated as we go. Yeah. We could, and especially, like, in the installer or in the recipe framework, like, we could, the same way we have like right now, just like an add import hook to usually add imports files. We could even just like have an add, add middleware hook that like all you have to do is write out the function body and everything else just yeah. kind of works for you. Right. Yeah, so I think for the, the session middleware, I, I was kind of debating like whether it should just be enabled by default, but I don't, and then, or like maybe then disabled by a flag. But I, I think it's probably gonna be best to just expose the session middleware so in your config file, you import the middleware and then you just plop that in the middleware array. Um, and we can maybe even have that included by default in a new new template. We'll have to think about that. But yeah. then you have control over like where it runs and what. Yeah, yeah, I think that's super valid. I think, um, yeah, I think the ordering of middlewares is like, I think that's the thing a lot of frameworks leave out when they do like automatic stuff like this and it's hard to, uh, it can be it can be hard to control that sometimes. So yeah, I think like le leaving that control up to the user is probably good. Um, at some point, we can probably yeah. be 
smarter about it. But again, I think like, you know, or, or early versions, let, let it stay simple and we'll figure out the advanced cases right. when we need them. Yep. Like eventually we might end up having multiple config files, which is kind of like what Rails has. Right. So yeah, I think it would be good. Yeah, yeah, we could. I mean, even if like the the final form of that is like we have an off easy mode where just like there's a feature flag in the Blitz config that you can turn on, and then like if you don't need the fine grained control, you don't need to worry about middleware ordering, whatever. It just like dumps it in, and then if you if you want the more fine grained control, we can expose that as well. Yeah. Cool. I can I, I can go next quick. I don't have huh? don't have a thing to talk about. Um, it's, you know, I, I posted in Slack, I've got um, some basic stuff for the smart model generation and then database where model generation working. It's, it's a hard problem because we have to, um, we're, we're, we're gonna have to start doing things like uh, for loops and, and injecting dynamic template context into the, into the templates and things. And so it's, it's doable, it was just like a, a tall mountain to climb given that we have other priorities like getting recipes up and running and stuff like that. And so I, I have ideas on, on where to go on that, but it just like wasn't, wasn't worth the time investment right now. Um, the, the one small version that we could probably ship relatively soon that I have most of the code working for is um, at least making IDs type aware in templates. Like that's a, that's like a small self-contained bit is like at least detecting whether your ID field is a number or a string. And then um, when we generate, uh, pages with parent models and things like that, being able to parse out the ID fields correctly is like, that's one of the biggest things for me when I was trying to build like a little side yeah. project with it was like, I use using yeah. CU IDs. And so every time I generate a model, I have to go in and update all the pages to parse out the ID as a string yeah. instead of a number. It's just like, it's not the biggest thing in the world. It's just like a small annoyance that when you're first getting up and running is something that'll definitely right. kind of piss people off a little bit. Um, so that's something we can probably have ready pretty soon. And then... Okay. Yeah, and then everything else is, is MDX recipes right now. Um, I am able to reuse a little bit of the stuff that the Gatsby recipes package has right now. Um, the, the big challenge there is just that a, there's a lot of like little subtle pieces in the current Gatsby recipes package that are pretty closely tied to the Gatsby infrastructure. Um, and so I think the I think the way I want to go about like helping them kind of start to extract all the common stuff is start with the like very core logic. So right now, like the actual rendering of the recipe, I'm still doing totally custom and all we're using from them is the code that parses the MDX file into an AST and like gives it to you as a thing that you can pass to the MDX react component. And then, um, as, you know, like that, that's enough. That's like stuff that's not at all tied to Gatsby. And then once that's up and running, then we can kind of go back with John and Kyle and say, all right, like what's the, what's the next level of abstraction up that we can move in order to, um, in order to kind of keep, keep making this logic a little more generic. And that'll probably involve yeah. some PRs in Gatsby repo, but, um, I, th I think that's going to be a little easier than trying to like use their whole react custom render and everything out of the box and like hack it together. I think, I think this, this path forward is going to be, slower for us and it'll require us maintaining more code for longer, but I think in the long run is going to be a bit more, a bit more stable and a bit easier on, on both our side and their side. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. But, but yeah, in terms of like actually getting that working, it's not that far off. I'd say a couple more solid days of work and I'll be able to have that, have that all working well. 
Sweet. Yeah, it's exciting. And then, uh, and then I'll, and then obviously next up is getting the the recipes directory in the Blitz repo spun up so we can actually like have a, have a recipe library and, and working. But uh, that that part itself is is pretty straightforward. That's just going to be a folder with a bunch of folders in it with MDX files and transforms. Yeah. Uh, so nothing, nothing too complex once we get to that point. Cool. Good stuff. I can go next because I don't have much at all. Uh, just waiting on the design. It's getting really close and then it'll be full steam ahead on that. So um, other than that, it was just basically trying to keep an eye on PRs and, um, you know, I'm looking through docs and maybe looking for typos. Um, that's, that's all I've been doing. So. Cool. Um, there's one, I opened an issue yesterday, I think, for adding um, line highlight support to code blocks. So this is something DocuSaurus has by default, but we're using the theme UI um, prism code component instead of the DocuSaurus so that it ties in with our theme. Um, so we lost that high, line highlighting, but it'd be super helpful for the tutorial because it's like you're looking as like something changed, but what changed? Yes, <laughs> um, definitely. And Justin, you did a good job of you like separated out the line of like, this is what changed. And then here's what it looks like. But it's still like, <laughs> you still have to try to find. You know, exactly it's a little what, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm not sure if we can customize the prism component that theme UI provides. I, I put this in the issue, but if we can't, um, then we can just go get the source code of that component and plop it into our and directly into our project. And then we can also merge in the source code from the DocuSaurus one um, to get that line highlighting. So I, I don't think it's a, like a lot of work. You don't like have to do any, just kind of merging the, t the two together basically. Oh yeah, I'll take a look at the issue. Um, I checked the repo today. Yeah. So. Yeah, so that'd be good for someone to work on relatively soon. Sweet. Okay, Justin, do you have anything? Uh, not a lot. I just, like you said, I just finished up that tutorial update. Uh, thanks for the assist on that one. Um, and then squashing a couple bugs here and there where I can find them, but nothing too serious. Okay, cool. Appreciate it. I, but I've been thinking the, uh, at some point, I think we want to do a, like a more like full fledged tutorial, uh, more like Redwood style, more like um, different other projects have it where it's more like um, it goes covers more of like various fundamentals of like building a full stack app and break it out by have multiple pages. So each page is like a certain um, kind of isolated thing. So you can kind of skip through and be like, oh, I, I need to learn more about like data modeling or um, I don't know. Um, so that's that's something I've, I've been thinking about. I've, I need, I found a, uh, a series, kind of old series on like documentation and tutorials and stuff. I need to post it in Slack. Um, it's really good. I haven't finished it yet. 
but it's like from some kind of older uh, open source maintainer and it was really good ideas and stuff. Yeah, I think that would be cool. Um, I was mainly focused on getting the, the current one just kind of up to up to date with yeah, that's great. Everything that's been added, but I was surprised to see that tweet you responded to the other day about the person that was so happy that the tutorial worked flawlessly. I'm like, it doesn't work <laughs> flawlessly at all. I don't know what that they were talking about, but but they were happy, so it's all good. Appreciate the support. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Um, anything else? That's all from my side. So uh, I think we can, were you gonna say something, Adam? Yeah. All right, well, you have a great rest of your evening and day, wherever you're at, and we'll talk to you next week. Thanks. Bye.